Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. I'm Zoe. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. Welcome to this week's podcast. We are so thrilled to welcome our very good friend, Lori, to the Yay, podcast today. Thanks for being willing to be we interrogated. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, we have had the pleasure of working with Lori for the past uh, four years for me, longer for you mm-hmm. guys, right? Five? Five for me, yeah. Five for you. 5.5 five five for me. Ooh, 5.5. Five. Five. Can we count Ooh. that? Yes, yeah. 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 She's got six months up on us. Lucky. <laughs> Um, it wasn't six months. Lori, I'm really excited no. that you... Are you sure he wasn't? <laughs> I'm excited that you agreed to come on because I have caught so many little tiny pieces of your story and I feel like I've sort of puzzle pieced my way to like my picture <laughs> of your life. It's so interesting. It is a jigsaw. It is a jigsaw. <laughs> You're one of the most interesting people I know. And so I'm just really oh, excited. I honored. You should. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really excited to get the full story from beginning to end told in your words. So oh, Lori, okay. give us your program <clears throat> notes. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, um, from from where? Why do you want to know? From the Let's, beginning. Oh, from, the, oh, from <laughs> birth? the beginning. Why don't we start? Why don't we start with professionally? So, professionally. Mm-hmm, program notes. What have you done? Who, Who are, are you? you? What do you yeah. do? Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in Crystal? Oh, that's a very existential question. Why uh-huh. am I here? <laughs> well, as you guys know, I I teach at Wolf Canyon Elementary in Chula Vista Elementary School District. I've been at my school now for. Six years. Okay. If I've known you for five and a half years, then it, no, is it six? Oh, I don't know. I'm confused. I'm lost. A long time. Yeah. Do you know what year? Do you remember that? No. Okay. No. Well, <laughs> can't remember yesterday. Never mind. <laughs> I met you in 2015. 2015. So, 14. I've been. I was two years into my program. So I've been. Yeah, I've been in. This is my sixth year. At okay. 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 Yeah. All I'm right. glad I figured that out. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. So you're currently teaching at Wolf Canyon, and I yes. know. You, so what what yeah. ensembles are you directing these days? What does your program look like? I have two string ensembles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my big string ensemble, which is after school, and then I have a beginner ensemble as well, which obviously rotates every year. And every year, my beginners mature and mm-hmm. graduate to the afternoon program. Okay, yes, which is the aim of the beginners okay and i have a glee chorus okay and i also have a guitar grooves so those are my those are my three. those are your ensembles yeah laurie is a string specialist yes. and you don't just work for chula vista elementary you also work for sdys yes i work mm-hmm. with sandy symphony i started with sandy symphony um ooh, six months before i started my before I started in Wolf Canyon, so that would be seven years. Okay, this year. Mm. seven years this year—that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And you're still teaching with them? I am, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I started with the Opus program, um, just like the after-school the uh, Opus Community program, mm-hmm. and I'm also now a conductor with the mm-hmm. conservatory on a Sunday I do the beginning string ensembles, and it is so cute. <laughs> yep. These little second graders Aww. with violins. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's the program in Balboa Park, yes, right? That's okay. in Balboa Park. So I do okay. I do beginning strings and the first big ensemble, which is debut, um, with them on a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm currently also with Opus. I'm working as a mentor to help some of the other teachers mm-hmm. in Chula Vista Elementary School District who are building their strings programs. Like yeah. me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just, get to talk with Lori every other week. That's <laughs> awesome. Yes. I think the aim is just to make sure when I first started off my string program, I felt a bit like I was fumbling around desperately in the dark mm-hmm. and tripping over everything that was in my way. So I think the, the main aim is just to make sure that... Um, the teachers that are setting up those dream programs don't feel like they're fumbling around in the dark. Mm-hmm. I can kind of shine a torch for them. Isn't them that mm-hmm. isn't that just the story of all of us, you know, like in, in Chula Vista? I'm relieved to hear you say that because I had no idea you felt that way. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I picture you as someone who came in with more experience than the rest of us um, and, you know, before we were thrown into this situation where there was nothing. But to know now that you felt that way trying to put it all together in the beginning is kind of relieving. My Maya. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ideas. Fake it till you make it. Yes. It's fair. Yep. And <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say we've, we've made it okay so far. <laughs> We're doing all right. <laughs> We're getting there anyway. Um, so that's, that's, a, that's the story of what you're currently doing. Um, so mm-hmm. tell me about before Chula Vista, just a little like brief summary of it. Okay, well, before I moved to, in case you haven't gathered, I'm, I'm not from the USA. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny talking. <laughs> funny all that's going on. So, um, originally from the UK, uh, I started teaching. This is my 20th year in a classroom teaching. Yay! Nice. Yay. That's a milestone. Be, it, is. it is a wow. milestone. Yay. It's like it's got to be some kind of... Like, like diamond ring yeah, or watch like, or it's gonna be something. <laughs> well, I'll give you a Dixon Ticonderoga pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I know a song about that. <laughs> Whiteboard marker. Yeah, a there piece you of go. Chalk. <laughs> We're elementary teachers. What do you want? <laughs> uh, <A> tissue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, um, Oh, John's got you covered. You go. <laughs> Sadly enough. Uh, anyway, back to what so, you were saying. Uh, so yeah, it was 20 years ago that I did my, in, in the UK, they called the postgraduate stif- certificate of education when mm-hmm. you do your credential, teaching credential. Oh, okay. uh, and it takes a year, just like with you guys over here. Mm-hmm. And then I stepped into a classroom and I went into, I was doing middle and high school okay. at the time. I was in my first school for five years, I think. It was a hard knock school. That was in the tumble. UK? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rough and tumble in a city jobby. Mm. Yeah. It was tough. Uh-huh. Mm. I heard a couple stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they scared the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. Fireworks under the desk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I got to my first... I'll fill up the story. It was like I got to the end of my first quarter... And I was quite pleased that I got to turn around to write on the whiteboard and nothing hit my back. And then I turned around and there was this child named, he was lighting a firework under the desk. Oh my God. And the firework was big. It gutted (laughs) the room. Oh, wow. (laughs) We were running out. Kids jumping out the windows. It was very scary. (laughs) I've never had fireworks go off in my classroom, so... You win. Me neither. <laughs> I think there's got to be another award for that. Yep, I think so too. <laughs> can you can you tell us a Fiji story? 
Okay. Story. Well, hang on. Let's get the timeline oh, real quick. Yet. So we did UK. I do want a Fiji story. Totally. So she started out Fiji. teaching in the Were UK. Fiji. No, you're oh, making that up. I want stories from everywhere. Making Fiji up. No, this is the thing. Lori has taught in classrooms. She's she's been a music teacher and she has taught internationally. So mm-hmm. everywhere. So yeah. UK and then where else? Where was that? Um, Libya. Libya was my first expedition into okay. international teaching. Uh huh. That was. Uh, tough. Okay. It was tough culturally, and I couldn't really handle it culturally. Okay. What was tough about it? Uh, because it's such a strict uh, Islamic country, and the mm. way of life was very strict. And for our own safety, really, we had no freedom. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I lasted six months and okay. I wanted out okay so not long so a brief stint in Libya and yeah. then then I went to Bermuda okay that was nice yeah <laughs> maybe that's what I was thinking okay. of. yeah oh yeah might have been Bermuda somewhere Fiji. tropical yes. <laughs> okay so I was so I finished off the school year in Bermuda mm-hmm. and that was nice I like that I was doing a maternity cover mm. okay so from Libya to Bermuda quite a shift okay. yeah quite a shift yeah. Then I went to the United Arab Emirates next, I believe. UAE. Yeah. That yeah. was Alain. I was there for a year. Um, then I went... I moved schools in the UAE to a different city in the UAE because then I went to Abu Dhabi. I was kind of headhunted okay. to a new school, to a brand new multi-billion dollar school. It was like when we... Myself and the other music teacher. <laughs> yeah. Very Crystal's different. eyes are so wide. Multi-billion I've heard about school. the Christmas presents she got at this multi-billion yeah. dollar school. Yeah, we taught royalty there. It was amazing. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, when myself and this other music teacher... Talk about setting, because we, you've discussed... I know, you've been driving me to school every week, every day this week, by the way. So I've been listening oh. back. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and when Aww. you talk about setting up programs again, mm-hmm. uh, or setting up programs from scratch, that's one of the things I did in Abu Dhabi. Was, it was a brand new school, so we were setting up a program from scratch. Uh-huh. So myself and um, the person I was teaching with, um, Emma, were... What's the last name? I can't remember the last name. Oh, I'm so ashamed. Oh, Hudson, Emma Hudson. Hmm. Um, when we uh, set up this program from scratch, we produced our wish list, and I hate to think what my wish list added up to, uh-huh. but we got everything on our wish wow. list. If it was there on the wish list, you got it. We got it. That's awesome. And I mean, what's that like? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of magical. It, I mean, in the first couple of months, our wish list hadn't arrived so there's the head, the principal of the school just said there's a music store here go here get whatever you want yes that's awesome it was like oh my god okay <laughs> <laughs> five big electronic digital pianos i couple of guitars you know whatever they had that we could utilize to get our programs running in those first couple of weeks mm-hmm. you know not just shopping spree did you feel <laughs> did, were you conservative wow. with your purchases for that or did you go all no okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just no. curious like, what, when you're given such an allowance i'm curious how one would interact with that kind of power so, so you definitely well, indulged uh, well you when you produce that you know think of it like you're told to make a create a wish list yeah. and mm-hmm. it absolutely is a wish list in the perfect world this is what I would have mm-hmm. and then to find that these boxes upon boxes upon boxes arrive and they contain <laughs> the entirety <laughs> of your wish list then you kind of go I should have asked for that as well Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to push my luck uh-huh. 
damn (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's really something but then the side effect of that of course was this um, company that was sponsoring the schools they wanted a flagship program i'll bet they did and they wanted it immediately oh yeah yeah there's no building here oh no they wanted boom Uh uh-huh but we, we we were able to do it, you know. Emma okay. was Emma was kind of all kinds of special. Mm-hmm. She was all kinds of awesome. It was the first time I'd ever taught in a program with someone. Mm-hmm. So and there was something very magical about that experience of building and working, collaborating together, mm-hmm. and figuring things out together. And Emma thought big, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she thought big mm-hmm. in this uh, school of over a thousand kids that went from three-year-olds all the way up to uh, grade nine ten at the point because mm. we were feeding them up she wanted every single child on stage in okay. a big concert wow. wow so that's what we did okay wow <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was amazing what kind of um what kind of music did you do with them uh we did this incredible um piece about conservation uh, it's it was a cantata about conservation okay. a conservation cantata <laughs> okay, cantata okay. Based on, called yana mamo uh-huh and so that's basically what we did. Okay. And it was amazing. And it included everything, strings and... No, or, that no. came later That was on later. Yeah, that was gotcha. another... This was the, the, the choral setup that we did mm. with all the kids okay. involved. Okay. Well, we had kids, like, playing guitar and stuff because we had some little prodigy guitarists. Yeah. And then the following year, we did another cantata by the same people called Ocean's World, mm-hmm. which is again about, but we kind of acted that out. So we made it more of a theater piece. Mm. It was okay. amazing. Wow. <laughs> it was so much fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> How long were you there? I was there for three years. Okay. Three years. What pulled you away? I was offered a position in Thailand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so off you go again. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I was really into my scuba diver, and this was on a Thai island. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Kosamui. So, yeah, I went to this international school in Thailand. And I was there for two years. Okay. And after that, I came here. But in Thailand as well, it was building... It was in a smaller school, and it was building a program from scratch again. So this is a common theme yeah. in your yeah, life. Yeah, this is... This this one at Wolf Canyon is the fourth. Okay. The fourth time fourth. you've made something out of nothing. Yeah. Under very different circumstances, though, in each one, it sounds. Yeah, this is the first time I've done it with... on on a serious budget yeah <laughs> you know yeah all of the others have been as in like international schools. as in like not on a like no but like we don't have budgets yeah as in what budget <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you can have that wish list <laughs> it's gonna stay there yeah. here's uh-huh. my wish list oh wish hard uh-huh. <laughs> wish harder no i have to say that for for as uh, as tight as things have been we have we've certainly found resources yeah. but oh um, yes yeah 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 but uh interesting okay so um what was what was laurie casimiro's childhood like like your in your introduction to the strings and all of that um, music i am the only musician in my family fascinating there is no one i my, didn't know that yeah no well okay. my, my niece but she's she's like 10 <laughs> so how did that work uh, my mother randomly woke up in the middle of the night after having had a dream that I oh. played the violin. Hmm. So she woke my dad up at stupid o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Keith! Keith, wake up! Keith! <laughs> Keith, wake up! Laurie's going to learn to play the violin, all right? All right, Synth. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it was. And that's so the story. That's, that's how it happened. That's how I had a violin thrust into my hands. How old wow. were you? 
I was five or six. Okay. So again, very young for mm. no, for no experience and no music in the family. The universe picked you. Yeah, yeah apparently so. Huh. <laughs> and then my my mum made sure it happened. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did she do that kind of thing? Um, or was that was this a one-off sort of? Kind of pretty much a one-off. Interesting. It was a one-off oh. that it was this determination. And I think it didn't help that in school she had a big argument with the the peripatetic violin teacher who came to the school mm-hmm. because this violin teacher decided that I shouldn't play the violin mm. because I was not musical. Mm. She determined that a six-year-old wasn't musical. Wow. Based on what? Do you know? I have no idea because I would I would never deem to determine a six year old is not musical, sure. right? Yeah, under any circumstances, how can you make that judgment? <laughs> Every child is musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But so there was this big conflict thing between my mother and the violin teacher until the violin teacher caved and decided that okay, all right, then she'll learn to play the violin. And then my mother was like, I was going to be the best. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're gonna prove this dude wrong, right? <laughs> oh yeah, she was on a mission. Okay, private lessons. There was orchestras. There were all sorts of things. So yeah, I was her best. Okay. <laughs> wow. So, um, what did music education look like for you? Was it all private, or did you have some during the school day? Um, I have a vague recollection of having a recorder thrust into my hand at some point. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I think there was learning to play of hot cross buns on, on the said recorder. Okay. Other than that, it was um, pretty sparse, huh? weekly violin lesson from a violin teacher who determined that I was not musical. Uh-huh. And <laughs> actually, as far, as far as I recall, didn't like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm curious about... Um, like, because as we all just saw, Lori can reenact scenes and it's very entertaining. <laughs> uh-huh. And I know you do have like a little bit of a theater background. I'm curious about it. Like, do. What, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit? Um, when I was, when I did my A-levels, which is like, um, we narrow down our choices, our electives. Uh-huh. And specialize a lot younger than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, we are 16. Um, you basically specialize in... Now it's four or five, but back in my day it was three subjects, and they called them advanced levels. Mm. And um, I did music, theatre studies of all things. Oh, how fun is that! And um, maths. Okay. Maths. <laughs> maths. Yes. Maths. maths. Right. <laughs> Not math. Maths. It really uh-huh. should be maths. It should be because it's mathematics. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. plural. Oh, come on, Americans. I have this, we have this argument at home all the time. <laughs> well, I'm on your side, so there you go. <laughs> okay, so, so musical yeah, theater. No, theater no? studies. Oh. I just, theater studies. I was all about the Shakespeare. Okay. Oh. oh. I was all about the Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That is cool. So, I'm curious, though. So in the beginning, though, you had this pushback for from your teacher and you also it seems like your public education wasn't as grandiose but yet you still stuck with you mean you as you were interacting with zoe like you've had experience in like focus on foci on different areas like theater Mm. and such but why music what stuck with music if it wasn't definitely the the love from your teacher (laughs) well i had another teacher my private teacher um that he was a lot more supportive and i felt a lot more continuation from him and this ongoing push 
um, from my parents. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing that kept me going in music was participating in my area youth symphony. Okay. I loved that. That was my big drive. It was always through youth symphony. I loved playing in the orchestras. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that kept me practicing was because I loved being one of the best. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, right. you're yeah. an achiever. Yeah, yeah. And I just I, I remember in many of my orchestras when I, when I played the violin, I was always the leader, lead, sectional leaders, and I loved that. Wow. And when I even when I switched over to viola, I stayed down an orchestra so that I could switch to two violas. So I played in two orchestras until I was good enough to go to the upper orchestra and be leader. <laughs> Do you remember wow. the name of the Youth Symphony? Yeah, West Glamorgan Youth Symphony. Cool. <laughs> It'd be fun to find them and tag them. They're, yeah. they're still around. West Glamorgan Youth oh, Symphony cool. are still around. And this was in Wales? In Wales, South Wales, yeah. So cool. But they kept me going and it was just... Because they had... Like I think five different ensembles at different grade, grade, different ability levels and age levels, and those people followed. We stayed. You know, like you talk about staying together through your schools and through your music education. It was the same through the youth symphony. Hmm. That it was the same people in my ensembles, and I met older people that I then later saw in school, and things like that. Yeah. So that's what, one of the things that kept me going. We used to do overnight um, courses, week-long courses. My parents used to get rid of me. Half terms, <laughs> full breaks, and summer breaks, they'd send me away for one to two weeks on a wow. residential course on the odd weekend doing chamber music courses here and there. And that's what I loved. Okay. Yeah. And that's what kept me pumping about music, I think, as a child. It sounds like you were a kid who really needed a goal to go after. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And my parents needed to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> With their powers combined. <laughs> Can you think back to uh, to a music teacher that really sticks out from your childhood that made an imprint on you? Not so much from my childhood, uh -huh. but most certainly um, when I went when I went away to college, mm -hmm. um, because by the time I got to that point in my life, I experienced a great deal of trauma. Okay. Um, and so when I went to music college, I was more of a, I was very much a trauma teen. I was recovering from something that had happened that had, had a really big impact on me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when I first went away to music college, I was not in a healthy place, mm -hmm. um, mentally and emotionally. I was scarred and very resistant to the first teacher that I had. And I ended up having to repeat that first year of music college. Mm -hmm. And second year of music college into my life came Susan Bicknell mm -hmm. and she connected with me or I connected with her in a way that was totally unique she had an amazing way of, of seeing so much potential in somebody and making that potential real mm -hmm. she's a very 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 special lady and the two other people at that point that had a very positive impact on me was probably Sophia Bartlett and her mother who kind of adopted me mm. as a musical daughter, Mary Bartlett. <laughs> and they were amazing as well. Sophia taught me how to focus myself efficiently and effectively and how to visualize my goals again and find my targets and actually reach for them. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, three very, very special musicians that all came together and... Um, Susan stayed my teacher for uh, the next four years. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, she got sick. 
Mm. And um, I was one of the last students that she kept seeing and taught because I continued to go to London mm -hmm. to have lessons with her because I couldn't bear to have anybody else. Mm -hmm. But she, I wouldn't be the person I am today and I certainly would not be where I am today if it hadn't been for her mm -hmm. because of the way she connected with me and the way she made me realize that I still had a lot to live for and I still had a lot to hope for. Mm. And she made me see my goals and reach them. And I'm getting all teary. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. That's a, that is really yeah. beautiful. Well, and I can see just in you describing her and like that special relationship, I can see that influence in you because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you are I would like to think just an amazing mm -hmm. um, like one of your talents that I see is that you can visualize things and mm -hmm. and figure out how to, I guess, reverse engineer how how to make it happen in the classroom. And I call it Lori's like late afternoon brilliance when we are sitting and we're talking after my orchestra rehearsals and I'm like bleary eyed. I don't know what just happened. And I'm like, I don't know what to do here. And she'll just like start writing in this notebook like mm -hmm. this, is, this is what you should do. And then I'll look at it. I don't know what you just wrote, Lori. I can't read your writing. And then, Neither can I. And yeah. <laughs> but then it is something like I would have never thought of and mm -hmm. just, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have my best ideas when I don't think. <laughs> I love that. My best ideas when I don't think. I, th that might be my favorite quote yeah. from the podcast yet. I I have not had the privilege of sitting in your classroom nearly as much as Zoe has. Zoe got to be Lori's student teacher. That's true. Which yeah. is so I exciting. Was very lucky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Raise them up right, right? <laughs> um, she was Oh, yeah, she was an amazing student teacher to have. Yeah. Am I allowed to have a favorite student teacher? <laughs> as long as it's Zoe. <laughs> it's being recorded, just FYI. So <laughs> let it you know, but I do I do very much get that feeling of magic when I do watch you teach and you mm -hmm. pick up your puppets and you make them sing to us like we're your children. And she definitely has her, her Miss Casimiro like yes. you know oh, magic love making puppets say i mean uh, i love it <laughs> i was pretty terrified of puppets before i met you and crystal and was magic. you were terrified of kindergartners as well i, I remember i brought my magic oh is totally real pencil, pencil pouch yes. nice completely appropriate <laughs> it is though it is. So tell me about coming to Chula Vista, working with San Diego Youth Symphony, and beginning the work that we now do together. Um, after your jet-setting years, after oh, how did all I end of up these, here? how did you end up here and, and begin your programs, and when did that work kind of begin to suck you in? So I ended up, probably I ended up in San Diego because, well, because I fell in love. Mm -hmm. And obviously when you fall in love, then... If you're in different countries, then if you can make it work, then you make it work. Mm -hmm. um, I wound up with youth, this SDYS because um, the, the person I fell in love with, their neighbour worked as was worked with a charity organisation that worked with San Diego with Symphony, so she knew the CEO De Luke. Mm -hmm. And so I was already conversing with SDYS before I even moved here. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and we were basically bated breath waiting for, um, waiting for my work permit to clear so that I could start working. Okay. Because I was That's interviewed nice. before I was allowed to work and all this fun stuff. And so that was, of course, 
Lauren. <laughs> oh, Lauren Shelton. Yeah, that's where Lauren interviewed me. Um, and yeah, as soon as I, as soon as my work permit cleared, then they offered me the job the very next day <laughs> wow. as a teaching artist. And so that's when I started with Opus. Mm-hmm. And Lauren set me up. Then was I was working in another school in Chula Vista for a little while. Um, it wasn't the right fit mm-hmm. for me. Uh, so I I uh, worked as a substitute for the remainder of the school year mm-hmm. until uh, I was offered the position with Wolf Canyon through Deborah McLaren. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, yeah, nobody needs to get rid of me. I'm dug in. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the Empire's foundation was laid. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm curious just to actually backtrack when Zoe is talking about the puppets I thought of something actually because uh, you used a lot, a lot of puppets you used a lot of ways to animate with the children was that always the case or was that should I, rather should I say has your philosophy or has your approach towards teaching music been similar in Chula Vista as it was back in Bermuda and supposedly Fiji and Timbuktu wherever you time well when I was teaching in when I was teaching in this difficult high school um, obviously I didn't use puppets that didn't Let's sit in a circle and think about our those. feelings. Yeah. Fireworks. <laughs> yeah. I can just see the response. <laughs> um, but when I went into international schools, it was really, it was bizarre because um, every time I changed schools, I seemed to progress into younger grade levels. So in the mm. first, um, in the first international school in Libya, I was teaching fourth grade upwards. And then when I went to the UAE, it started off kindergarten upwards, which scared me. Mm-hmm. And then it went to foundation stage, like TK. Ooh. Mm. And then it went to the basic foundation stage, like three-year-olds. Aww. And, yeah, but when you haven't taught them before, <laughs> it's like, these little creatures can be scary. Oh, yeah, they're terrifying. So one of the things I figured out <laughs> no. really early on was... If you take a puppet with you, they're not so scary because then they're engaging with the puppet more mm-hmm. than they're engaging with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a, that was a tip from one of the foundation stage teachers. She said, get yourself a puppet. They will love you forever. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And I remember my first little puppet was a little bunny rabbit that was, that was named Fluff. And all the kids wanted to do was stroke it. And mm-hmm. then when the puppet started singing to them, they were like, oh! So, yeah, that was the first engagement with the puppet. Mm-hmm. And that continued then as I realized that kids loved to sing to puppets. They love to sing to puppets. They're they less scarier sing. than singing mm-hmm. to grown-ups. They are. Yep. Yeah, they will sing. It's like the puppet sings. They're not watching me. They're just watching the puppet. That's right. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so yeah, the, the love of puppets has only grown through Orph, sure. I think. Mm-hmm. As the Orph has oh. developed, then so have the puppets. And now... Any excuse for a puppet. Mm-hmm. Any excuse for a puppet, especially <laughs> after you become friends with me. Uh, <laughs> and you do have some, you do have the most amazing puppet. I know my you parents hooked me up. Hey, I'm <laughs> curious. Had you had any interaction with Orf Schulwerk before our district went that direction? No formal okay. interaction. But when I was at one of the when I was at the one of the multi billion dollar schools, particularly mm-hmm. the one in one of them, <laughs> the one in being showered with gifts. In, well, let's do the name drop. Ali Azamina uh-huh. in Abu Dhabi. When I was there, um, 
founded funded by the Aldar corporations they um, with with that when they gave us our entire wish list list and we had all these off instruments mm-hmm. then my first response was I don't really know what to do with these mm-hmm. and between Emma and myself we kind of sat down and figured out how we could incorporate them into a curriculum that we were familiar with so we mocked them into like gamelan for world music and blues and mm-hmm. and now when i look back on the process that we used it mm-hmm. did have there was a little awfiness going mm-hmm. on there that was mm-hmm. kind of inherent in what we were doing mm-hmm. bec- because the off process makes so much sense yeah. mm-hmm. so it does make sense that occasionally a music teacher will kind of fumble and upon it Mm-hmm. and fumble upon something that's very similar mm-hmm. so there was something very similar in what we were doing when it came to reproducing some children's songs and stuff with the off instruments with mm-hmm. our kids and along on our blues and gamelan with the older kids and stuff okay mm-hmm. that's super cool yeah yeah, yeah. That was pretty awesome yeah i'm curious what your reaction was when we were all uh looking uh wide-eyed that very first day of earth levels i don't know i was too busy being wide-eyed with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> Until I floated around as a cloud. We yeah. did. In the shape of a hat. When he became indoctrinated with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we were all initiated mm, together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How has it changed your classroom? Um, I feel like I'm a lot... Um, there's a lot more purpose with a lot of what I teach now. Mm-hmm. I don't feel as lost because sometimes i sometimes i used to feel like i'm doing something but i'm not sure if there is a distinct enough purpose and learning mm-hmm. activity behind it and mm-hmm. is the learning objective strong enough but now that i've got the off i'm like eh. <laughs> 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 they're engaged they're happy they're having fun yeah they're right. laughing and they're making music so there's my learning objective <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And they're I also creating. Will create the learning objective to go with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it does kind of have that lovely spiral effect. It's yeah. like you know that it's robust. You know that they're taking a lot from it, but they're having a blast while they're doing oh, it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you don't have to force it down their throats because yeah, no. it's playtime. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. Uh, do you have a story that sticks out from uh, your many years uh, of a student? Maybe that. Uh, do you have one of those moments that you could share? This one of those special times that you kind of cling to. Maybe when times are hard or um, days are tricky. Success stories are fun. Success. Mm-hmm. I know success stories are very. I can fun, think of I? a couple. Yeah, from when really? I was there. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I think of Max. Car- can Max we say last Car- names? Yeah. Oh, Ma- yeah. Oh, well, I will get permission. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, well, the two of them. The two of them. There's this brother and sister team. They both play viola. Uh huh. And um, I got them involved in the Opus program, and. They're still playing now, many years later. Mm-hmm. They're middle and high school, mm. loving it. And I'm still their teacher. Yes. I, I recall that <laughs> that impact in second and third grade, though, mm. with, with little Max. I know, when he was Yes, and yeah. I he was... Um, obsessed with a recorder well yeah and <laughs> but in the classroom he was struggling with reading yeah and oh, yeah. you you mm-hmm. worked with him on on reading music yeah. and tracking mm-hmm. and that was and a game changer the, yeah and in the next it transferred year, to it, his reading it totally did. and the next year his mother jessica was just like 
he's he's now reading above grade level. <laughs> yes. So he was mm-hmm. below grade level and struggling. He was struggling a bit with it, yeah. 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 And um, he's found all sorts of answers academically through his music. He okay. finds a solution through music for his math. And, yeah, it's it's music's been a game changer for him and a real a real passion. And he's Lovely. an absolute... He's an absolute darling child that mm-hmm. will, the two of them, they are amazing kids that will have, have a very big piece of my heart. Oh, <laughs> yes. And if I, um, if I have an impact on them and they can think back positively about me in 10, 15 years' time, then I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh. You've done your job. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Isn't that yeah. such a, a lovely example of sometimes kids just need to know what it feels like to be successful and then mm. it... And then they can't yeah. help it. It's like it just continues to, <laughs> yeah. to snowball. Yeah, That's great. There's, there's a fire under him for sure. He's hungry, hungry for music. That's exciting. And that's amazing. I'm sure his mother nags him to practice as well. Right? <laughs> well yeah, and his mom became one of our greatest advocates. She's mm-hmm. been at yes. the district office and board meetings mm-hmm. speaking on our behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and now she's carried on that cause in the in the high school and the, the middle school. schools. Yeah, cool. there you go. Wow. Yeah. That's how it happens. It you really get them hooked is. at the elementary level and then they go on up and they say, hey, you're going to continue to offer these programs for my child because yeah. they had Miss Cassie Murrow and <laughs> exactly. you better have someone just as good at the middle and high school. Seriously, yeah. you know, we, we've talked before on this podcast about how we came into a, a bit of a music education wilderness out here mm. that had not had, um, you know, programs in many, many decades. And, uh, and our middle and high schools have even struggled to hang on to their music programs programs and what we've seen with opus is that as the kids get bigger um you know if if we got music implemented at the elementary level you know they go on to middle school and the parents kind of go wait what do you mean there's no music program for my child he's been playing viola for four years that's what happened at his middle school there Mm -hmm. was no strings program there was a band program there was a choral program there was no strings program Mm -hmm. there is now that's right I didn't mean to speak for you, Lori, but you're an incredible educator and person, and I didn't want you to think that you haven't impacted many lives. Oh. (laughs) Well, sometimes when you ask that question, a student, you kind of think, is there a student? There are so many students. (laughs) There's so many. There's a lot of them. I know. I teach over 950. (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) Yeah. I know. I know. It was was a tricky one. Um, But there's still, there's several others. There's, you know, this. I love it when I get a kid and... um, and I just push. There's one I'm thinking of now that like just pushed a little bit with his parents, saying mm-hmm. I'd really like him to be in orchestra. Mm. And the kid's in orchestra now. He's in guitar groups and he's in glee mm-hmm. and he's in San Diego Youth Symphony. And it's like okay, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> what would you tell to a person who walks into a situation like you've walked into um, and needs to build a program from scratch? What What do you think has has been a an important thing for you in all of that building. Um, Especially as we go to seek out new uh, program builders in Southern California. I think be patient Mm -hmm. with yourself and the kids because when you're starting a program from scratch, so are the kids. Uh Uh-huh. And... Yeah, the school over there might be working on Phrygian mode, but you might be working on basic beat. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was an inside joke, sorry. Yes. 
I don't apologize. Uh, hi, Cindy. <laughs> hi, Cindy. <laughs> <We're not here. laughs> Hashtag level three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> true story. Uh, <laughs> I have a story and it's true. Um, so with that, I think that we should take our hard left turn and Lori came prepared. How would you use a pool noodle? I brought this in Zoe's honor. I wonder <laughs> if she can tell us why. Oh, now it's even like, okay, well... Um, right now, I'm channeling the Gandalf, you shall not pass, mm. but <laughs> I did use pool noodles in my student teaching. How? As uh, rhythm manipulatives. So okay. this this could be a whole note. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you cut, cut, it, in cut it in half, mm-hmm. then it could be half, two half, half notes. Note, yeah. Or two half notes. Right. Right. Hopefully one. Yeah. Maths. Maths. There we go. Nice. <laughs> Gotta love a dollar store pool noodle. How about you, Lori? How do you use it? Well, then I took it further uh-huh. with the kids. Well, apparently, we're passing it. It's, it's close like that. Yeah, watch out <laughs> for the talking ceiling yeah. fan. <laughs> <laughs> so then I decided that the whole thing for a whole note was too long and the kids couldn't play with it properly. Mm-hmm. So um, I took like a standard rhythm stick and I and I cut them into rhythm stick sizes mm. okay. a little bit and that became the whole note okay and then half the size was a half note then quarter of the size was a quarter note and so on and so forth so that the kids could play with creating their own measure of music mm-hmm. okay. and learning to clap and read the music whilst actually playing with something that was very tactile and very kinesthetic okay and then creating um poly polyrhythmic layers Mm -hmm. where they could layer two or three of their measures on top of each other and play ostinato loops i like and so it turned turned into this big fun activity and now i've got a big box of Manipulative cut up pool noodles in my room that I haven't used in a while, but it's made me think that I'm going to get them out again at some Mm. point. Yeah. This is an excellent spigato piece. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, you can beat unruly student teachers over the head with it. That's what that side. I have pool noodles noodles in my room, um, and I like to use them in a couple of ways. I've cut them into thirds before, and they make a good um, steady beat keeper sort of a thing oh. trying to keep yeah. a steady mm-hmm. beat and they're nice and visual that's what i like about them and they but nice and they feel nice they do and if somebody hits somebody else with them it doesn't hurt too hey, much hey, hey abuse Boom. they see okay. that they see that that's being recorded <laughs> see what uh, but also sometimes i like to keep them long and um we have stood in a circle uh with I think I do it with eight, and then we count to four, and on four, you switch to the left to their noodle before it falls down. So one, oh, two, three, switch. switch. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, of fun, and it takes a lot of you coordination. You some folk music. You could. <laughs> I mean, we we usually game. do, um, like, Imagine Dragons, like some pop piece. Mm-hmm. Um, best day of my life. Uh, one two three switch it's a good tempo okay. so yeah i like them so actually um about a year ago or two years ago i forget um my school's dance teacher uh, mary Jo compron she used pool noodles for folk dance uh specifically for tinikling mm-hmm. um and if you're not familiar with tinikling you have two pool no- well you have two actually bamboo sticks traditionally oh yeah, yeah. and you have them strewn ac- across 
one person's at um, one end grabbing the two pull uh, mm-hmm. the two sticks. The people, uh, another person's at the other end, and then they do. Uh, there are about three or so people dancing in the middle, um, and it's boom, boom, chuck, boom, boom, oh, chuck, yes, yes. and they're supposed that to make sure that their ankles aren't. Yes, yeah, that this is a great bamboo replacement. Uh, However, also, though, their issue that we talked about for next time is placing maybe some PVC, so it's a little more sturdy. Uh-huh. Okay, but mm. um, and then she, um, Mary Jo had the great idea of uh, first starting out with traditional tinkling music and then placing in something more modern as well. Yes. So they, I think they did with. Uh, we will rock you. Oh, um, that's cute. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah it I was a uh, great way to intermix rhythm and also folk dance. In there. Also, hashtag mm. level two. Princess taught us that. That's true. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, princess. Hi, princess. Hi, princess. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so uh, we have a round of the week. Uh, round of the week. So we are going to do the uh, English traditional folk song round and round the earth is turning are we ready round and round the earth is turning turning always towards the morning and from morning round to night Round and round the round earth and is turning, round the earth is turning, turning the morning and from morning round to night. Yay! Yeah. All I right. Like that one a lot. Lori, thanks so much for coming. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Can we follow you on Twitter? You can Where follow can me at Twitter at Wolf Canyon Music. All right. Good. And actually, I already knew that. She tweets a lot. Yeah. She tweets really good <laughs> stuff. So you, follow her. you can find me at Finney Vapa or at Mrs. Pridmore. You can find me at Mr. Seligman, M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. And I'm at Ms. Kumagai. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. Have a great week. Bye. 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 Can we do hello on the day? Yes. Can we do that? Oh. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore, Jonathan Seligman, Zoe Kumagai, and Mark Kamer. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com It means the world to us if you like or comment or subscribe and share these podcasts. It helps other music teachers and arts advocates find us. Um, As we continue to produce this podcast, we are beginning to incur some costs and we're looking for help to defray that cost. So if you or someone you know or an organization you know would be interested in sponsoring an episode or a few episodes of Chaotic Harmony, we would love to talk about partnering with you to advertise on the show. Reach out to us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail.com so we can get that conversation open. And be on the lookout very soon for some Chaotic Harmony Classroom swag. Little Birdie told me that a brand new logo and some t-shirts and stickers are in the works. So keep an eye out at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. We don't have Amadeus here.
Amadeus, Who is, Amadeus? is a, a sheepdog puppet. Little fluff sheepdog. doggy. And he's the, he's the one that I use with kindergartners to get them to sing when I first mm. meet them. Ooh. And mm-hmm. he goes, hello. I get them to uh, sing, hello, Amadeus. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> go on, you do, do it. it. Hello, Amadeus. How do you do? My name is Miss Kumagai. We're pleased to meet you. Oh, so Aww, we're pleased to meet you. Oh, and they sing it like that. It's so cute. I'm a dais and he his head when they sing. Do your parents ever meet you and then go, oh, that's why? <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I get the old like, email kind of from a parent going, so. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> My kindergartner's already ex- like all of a sudden very polite when they sing. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. <laughs> I have slipped into an like uh, accent like Lori's, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Why are you talking like that?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I tell the kids when the kids say, "Where'd you get your accent?" and I say, "I got it at Costco. They're on offer at the moment." Get in bulk. Can you give it to them now? <laughs> Although one one day a fourth grader came and got me and my mom looked everywhere for accents in Costco we oh couldn't God. find them anywhere. <laughs> wait wait, oh, your mother encouraged this? Yeah, apparently so. That's and I just went, oh, they must have sold out. It was a really good deal. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Thanks for listening, guys. This is our last podcast for the next two weeks as the Chula Vista Elementary School District is entering our fall break. Believe it or not, we have already been teaching for nine weeks of this school year, and we will be taking our two-week fall break to enjoy our families and take some uh, very much needed rest and relaxation time. We will be back with a brand new episode on October 9th, so watch out for that because it's going to be a good one.